word murder board rings a bell, right? A pinwall or whiteboard or whatever that's just covered in clues and newspaper clippings surrounding a specific topic that is supposed to make the evidence easier to process or something, but actually just ends up looking crazy and complicated. The two C's your significant other should not be. This ended up sounding very slogan-y. Will I stop this? We may see. <laughs> no, seriously though. There used to be no people in my life who I thought would have one of those, and now... Now I have two people in my life who reasonably could have one, and still, the one who ended up having it was the less likely candidate. <sighs> okay, this is getting into creepy territory here. I thought finding out Martin's secret life was bad. I was wrong. But at least this time I had some suspicions leading up to it, and I'm already quite desensitized to all of this shit. Okay, so here goes. My boyfriend is a criminal. No shit at this point, right? Gordon kills people. After having gone all overboard with villain news last week in an attempt to make my private life go away, I decided to woman up and get my espionage on. I managed to lose my phone inside the side pocket of Gordon's backpack while the audio recorder was on. While I was doing it, I managed to convince myself I was just messing around, that it was a prank rather than actual espionage, but apparently my instincts for this kind of thing were getting kinda good. From the very first moment something didn't seem right, the mud on his shoes, for example, I'd had this feeling. Wouldn't you know it, the next day Gordon returns my dead phone to me, and I only have to skip through four hours of audio before I hear what sounds like an argument I can't quite make out, and then a gunshot. And because I'm being really nice to the NSA, my phone also has a GPS tracker, so I knew exactly where that gun was fired. And of course, that is right in the middle of a popular spot at the pier for gang activity. I don't know what to think about this. I mean, I'm already friends with an evil genius. Would it be hypocritical to condemn Gordon at this point? You can probably tell I've overanalyzed all of this. The biggest thing I keep wondering about is how he's staying in business. Are there that many people who want other people dead in freaking Liverpool? Honestly, I don't know anymore. I mean, you hear nasty rumors about small-time leaguers, but this stuff is a bit more difficult to fact-check than official INI reports. I wasn't up to debate with myself then about the implications of this news, and now I'm really not up to debate with myself about it, so... Let's just move on to the other criminal in my group of friends. Martin continues to be absent, and since all the people I like hanging out with have actual jobs they like doing, and there's only so much studying revision one can do, and only so much time morbid curiosity can be held at bay, as well as the urge to just do anything to get my mind off murder, I obviously broke into my roommate's half of our flat. Flatmate. My flatmate's half of the... My flatmate's room, I guess. <sighs> British English, making my life more complicated since 2017. I'm not being inconsistent, the world is. So yeah, I binged every YouTube video I could find about picking a lock and tried my hand at doing it, and pretty quickly also realized that I either suck at picking locks or this lock sucked at being picked. Either way, I wasn't getting through. It was a tough blow. I did not give up, however. I instead searched the entire apartment in hopes of finding a spare key. That got me nowhere for a day, but then I remembered that Martin has one of those little money boxes hidden in the back of the kitchen shelf, and its lock was ripe for the pickin'. And wouldn't you know, along with a bunch of other stuff, a bundle of keys was inside. At this point I was super giddy and bubbly and very excited at the prospect of finally seeing the inside of Martin's room, which will tell you a lot about the current state of my life. I forced myself to calm down, and in I went. 
so my first impression was along the lines of, that's it? It started off as a normal room with a wardrobe and a bed and a working desk. The interesting stuff was hidden further in the back. I don't know what I was expecting. For him to be sleeping amongst a variety of vials filled with colorful bubbling liquids? But there were no vials to be seen. A big locked fridge in the very back, but the stuff most tables were covered with were tools. Wire cutters, saws, clamps, and it was all very neatly stored away. It looked more like a technician's workshop, which honestly it kind of is. There were also a bunch of bigger tools and machines. I have no clue what they are for, but they look appropriately menacing. The walls are lined with shelves upon shelves, most are filled with blasters and material and the like, but one entire shelf was purely documentation. Folder next to folder, neatly sorted by date. I only skimmed over one, but based on what I read, Martin is a real documentation neat freak. Everything gets its own comprehensive note sheet. My own protocol from college looked positively meek in comparison. But the really interesting bit was the murder board, which, like I said, wasn't very comprehensible, at least for me. The main focus was some hero named Mr. Save, which didn't really ring any bells, and I haven't gotten around to researching it. I left Martin's room rather quickly, afraid to accidentally move anything. I'm fairly certain Martin is my friend at this point and wouldn't hurt me, but I still didn't want him getting mad at me for breaking into his room. I mean, I'd prefer that over Gordon finding out what I know, because with Martin at least I know what to expect. Oh, and one last interesting detail of Martin's room. There is a second door behind his broken door. Okay, so let me explain. Remember how whenever I knocked, he never ever responded? That's because there's a second, thicker door behind the first door. I'm actually speculating that Martin's entire room is soundproof, because how else could he be using these machines without waking me up in the middle of the night? And I just know he would be waking me up in the middle of the night. That's that mystery solved. So much for that. What else is new? Audrey's getting settled into her old work routine again. It's not quite a 9-to-5 job, though. She showed me her shift plan recently, and I was like, what are you, a paramedic? She has to pull a bunch of night shifts, endlessly long day shifts. I'm starting to suspect her project is majorly understaffed. This is ridiculous. Then again, she also told me the amount of money she makes, so... Maybe I should ask for an internship. I stopped by at her place twice this week, once when she was home and once when she wasn't. She gave me a spare key, obviously. So I could visit Greg. I need my pet bird, Greg. He's so happy and cute and I'm trying to train him to respond when I say Greg. It's great almost having a pet. Speaking of pets, Uncle Will called. I know I've never talked about Uncle Will, because why would I? Uncles aren't something that is constantly on my mind, but this week it was so very refreshing to hear from him. Usually his calls annoy me, however infrequent they may be, but you just heard my situation, I take what I can get. Uncle Will has 11 cats. The only reason why he has 11 cats is because his wife Allie refuses to share the bedroom with them, and that hampers his dream of getting more. Cats aren't the only thing in Uncle Will's life, but they are definitely the most notable, and the one he likes talking about the most. He's an accountant and works with a bunch of cool startups, but when he's not talking about that, it's cats. When he called me on Wednesday, he told me about how Lady and Snyder had had a falling out, and now he had to keep them separated, which is not a thing I knew could happen, but I digress. The real reason he called was to ask if his Christmas gift had arrived, which it had not which I suspect is because I moved, so I'll, so I'll probably have to give the human Greg a call and see if he got it. Uncle Will isn't very good at picking out gifts, but maybe Ellie helped and she's really good at picking out gifts, so there's no way around it. Look at me, fussing about having to call my former, 
almost completely normal in comparison, flatmate while all of this is going on in my life. I should see a therapist. But no, then someone would know where an evil genius slash a regular criminal, I guess, lives and would probably want me to have them arrested. And doctor-patient confidentiality would just make it awkward. More awkward than dating a definite criminal and potential hitman Amelia? Where has the common sense gone? Did I not spend any of my building points on that? Oh well, this is my new normal. I guess you'll hear from me. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask might be your Romeo, the man who will kill himself after your own faked death and who you are then destined to kill yourself over.